1: Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts
2: right now.
3: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tuttweiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Marty Fally is a Nashville country bluegrass recording artist he says he discovered his love for music fresh out of school when he took a new job working in kentucky's coal region as a traveling salesman since then he's released four lps marty joins me to talk about his new record a bluegrass record called virgin on the bluegrass on this edition of americana music profiles hi marty welcome to the podcast
0: glad to be here greg welcome back from from raleigh
3: yeah ibma yeah that was a good time Uh, Sorry we didn't get a chance to catch up there Uh, It was a good time And uh, it's always a good time to get together with musicians And uh, watch them share their craft So, maybe next year Absolutely (laughs) So, uh, you've got a new record out That we want to talk about here in a few minutes Uh, I thought maybe we'd just spend a couple minutes And um, talk about your journey And how all this came to be You're presently in Hilton Head, is that right?
0: Yeah, I'm a South Carolina resident uh, here in the, the Low Country, and I have uh, a home in, in Hilton Head Island, not far from the beach. So life is good.
3: Rough life, yeah. <laughs> um, is that has that been home your whole life? Or you you bounced around a little, right?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, and so uh, I made my way to the South Southeast, which which I love. Um, about Fifteen years ago, or so, and you know, I met my my um, married my wife here in in South Carolina. My 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 son was born here in South Carolina, so um, um, I am very much uh, part of South Carolina now. But I'm originally from Ohio, and I lived in in uh, you know Georgia and and um, Kentucky. Kentucky was a, a great experience as well.
3: Hmm. Got all of those good um, mountain, southern mountain roots uh, running through your blood.
0: That's where it hit me. It was Kentucky.
3: <laughs> did you did you grow up playing music, or was this uh, later in life in Kentucky that that the music got a hold of you?
0: Well, there was always there was always music in our house. You know, my 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 parents required. Required us to kind of choose an instrument, you know. On that hmm. that time, when mm-hmm. I was in second grade. I, I I chose the viola. I don't know why. But then <laughs> I went to tenor saxophone and yeah, and then bass guitar and guitar and piano and and I started off just uh, in a in a rock band with some of the other football players and in junior high and high school and they needed a bass player, so I told mm-hmm. them. You know, I uh, I played bass, but I really didn't know how to play bass at all. <laughs> so I, you know, I just remember getting my my paper route money together and putting a few dollars down on a on an old K bass. I don't know if you remember those. Oh uh, yeah,
3: I had one. Yeah, I, I took the same <laughs> route you did.
0: <laughs> and I had to pay it off after a certain amount of time, but uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's where I got my start.
3: When did? it feel like it was something you wanted to pursue more than just cover bands and kicking around with friends?
0: That's a great question. You know, It just kind of gets in your blood. I, I really enjoyed uh, playing and singing, uh, especially when I joined the choir in, mm. in high school. And that was all by accident. Uh, you know, the, having the, the experience of, of joining a choir, and you know, I was getting a lot of detentions.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> in, uh Junior high and my uh, and the choir teacher came in and he needed he he didn't have any, enough males in the choir. He hmm. said, "Look, I'll get you out of detentions, and if you come and show up for choir, and it, it was really life changing for me because interesting, you know, they they taught you how to sing, you know, uh, um, and they gave you an A just for showing up.
3: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: great." Can't beat that.
3: Yeah. So you mentioned uh a little bit ago that uh Kentucky's where it really got a hold of you. How did you end up there?
0: Yeah, I uh, I was I was a, a graduate of Ohio University and you know, right there where Appalachia uh you know, maybe doesn't really start there, but it's it's very much Appalachia country. Sure. And uh, I was at Ohio University, and when I graduated, one of the first jobs that I had took me to uh, eastern Kentucky coal country.
3: Wow. Okay.
0: And I didn't know a soul. And my, my territory, you know, I was a traveling salesman. Uh, it was the first time I made any money, so I, I bought a, my first pickup truck. Hmm. You know, I got a dog and, you know, uh, an apartment, which was, you know, all my own, mm-hmm. which also really unique and and the locals there they they basically turned me on to you know bluegrass music at the renfro valley they they turned me on to makers mark bourbon mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: maybe,
0: a little, maybe a little too much of that yeah. <laughs> and you know and artists like you know steve Earle, keith whitley
3: yeah
0: bill monroe you know i just i just wore those those uh more of that music out and blared it in my pickup truck and I used to go I had had extended stays in places like Pikeville and Harlan Mm.
1: and
0: Middlesboro and and Pineville and Paintsville and, and, and and there's there was a an incredible culture down there that was you know strange and beautiful at the same time and 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 bluegrass and country really hit me hard down there, uh, I fell in love with it, and I've been in love with it ever since.
3: When did it uh, transcribe from falling in love with it, being a fan, hanging out around it, to becoming a player and and part of the community that way?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a a great question, because I had had been in rock and roll music, and Mm -hmm. especially uh, rock and roll music involving harmony you know, like the Eagles. And, oh,
3: yeah, sure. And
0: different bands like that. Uh, you know, and I was doing the cover thing and I was kind of bouncing around as a kind of a fronting cover band as a singer and guitar player. But after a while, uh, I just wanted to be 100% original. And I really didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. But I I started to write and I, I kind of went all in with, with writing and I put a record out called Ohio and they had all my originals on it. Hmm. And and what was interesting is I filmed the video of one of my songs on their hoochie coochie gal from the Buckeye state Hmm. with some really talented line dancers in this, in this uh, country bar and, and some friends of mine and the the video went viral Hmm. and it was very surprising. It went from, you know, 10,000 views to a million and then 2 million and wow. then 3 million. And CMT uh, reached out to me and and started playing the song. And it wasn't long after that that I, that I f- that went to Nashville and started getting involved with um, a, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Yutkin, and he's very well known, uh, not only nationally, but internationally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Producer and Billy Decker, who has several he's a he's a uh, uh a very well-known engineer who's who's had about 15 number one uh, country songs and you know they really kind of showed me the ropes and took me in and, and showed interest in my um and developing me as an artist so i i started to write more and more and i i did a, an album called long long road and then bloody coal and all of those album started getting a little bit more bluegrass a little bit more bluegrass (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and i finally uh i finally decided to kind of jump in the bluegrass waters complete all the way with this record called virgin on the bluegrass Mm -hmm. and i was lucky enough uh greg to to uh uh have jonathan yutkin who is you know he, he put together the group for me and that was you know uh uh you know, Grammy winning, uh, dobro player, uh, you know, uh, an acoustic bassist, mm. you know, Michael of the Del McCurry band. Right. Yeah. Uh, David Greer, who was, uh, you know, uh, very well known in the bluegrass community and a guitarist for Co- Corey Walker. Um, so they, we all got in a room in County Q there, Barry Hill, um, no, yeah. Barry Hill up there in Nashville and, And, uh, you know, uh, they played my songs, and I was absolutely stunned on what bluegrass can be like. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the journey to bluegrass, Greg.
3: And the record's been out for you how long? Since uh, September 16th. Okay. So it's very new out, yeah. Yes, sir. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Virgin on the Bluegrass, these songs did you write specifically for this record? Or are they songs that you pulled from your your countryside into the bluegrass? How did the lineup for this record come about?
0: That's another great question it's 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 kind of half and half you know, mm-hmm. I, I I had written a, uh, I written many songs that seem to be inspired by Eastern Kentucky,
1: mm. you know, okay yeah
0: uh, and I, I for some reason, I go back to you know, when I was there and, you know, driving behind coal trucks and, and, you know, meeting, meeting the people in those communities. And it really affected me and has affected my writing uh, all along. So I had, I had written a song called Bloody Coal and Bloody Coal have a country version, which I did in Nashville mm-hmm. and decided to uh, repurpose that uh, into a bluegrass song. Mm-hmm. I did I did the same thing with the Renfro Valley barn dance, which was a tribute to the Renfro Valley Mm -hmm. there in South central uh, Kentucky, which is just an awesome place. It really is an awesome place to watch bluegrass. Uh, And, and, and another one that NASCAR had picked up called Superman, Jimmy,
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: because I love NASCAR and I love, uh, I'm a big Jimmy Johnson fan at least Up, up until he, he uh, uh, retired from, from uh, NASCAR. But uh, I repurposed those to bluegrass, and then I wrote some new songs for the album, one called Grandma Needs Her Whiskey, <laughs> uh, inspired by my, my mom, my son's grandmother, hmm. and uh, a song called Virgin on the Bluegrass, which you and I were talking about prior mm-hmm. to, to this call.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and that song, tell me a little bit about the, the um, title song Virgin on the Bluegrass
0: well I you know I decided to to name the record Virgin on the Bluegrass because I had never done a bluegrass record before
3: Mm.
0: there's I guess there's a double entendre right to that right (laughs) and (laughs) so I thought hey that's a cool name for a a record and I guess I'm the virgin because I've never done bluegrass before Mm -hmm. and I thought okay now I gotta write a a song (laughs) And, and I did I you know I, I put a little waltz together and and uh, just a nice little song about uh, you know a couple of young people uh, kind of coming into their own uh, called virgin on the bluegrass
3: have you had the chance to play these songs out for an audience what kind of feedback do you get from that
0: yeah I, I have not yet been able to uh, to get out there. I think COVID has a lot to do with it. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: It affected so many, many musicians uh, and performers. Um, but I, I have made arrangements to to have the songs taped. So I'm going to do a, 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 uh, a, a taping for TV uh, at SIR Nashville
1: hmm, okay.
0: probably in the next. 60 to 90 days where I just kind of get up there on a Saturday and Sunday and I perform the whole record with the group.
3: Have you been able to do this, uh, pursue music full-time prior to COVID or are you still doing uh, other things uh, throughout the week? Is has this been a full-time venture ever? <laughs> never. <Okay. laughs> it,
0: never it, it never will be. <laughs> it's like It's pretty funny because when I talk to most musicians, it's like, you know, they they all have a daytime job,
3: right? Yeah. yeah, and
0: unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, you know, that's just not going to pay the rent in any any way, shape, or form. So, I've always uh, it's always been a uh, a passion, always been a you know, a, kind of a a hobby that kind of gets in the way of everything. It's just it's just it's a beautiful hobby. Mm-hmm.
3: And, <laughs> what uh, do you yeah. have a goal in mind with this record? I mean, would you like to? Is there uh, uh, an option or, or desire to tour with it? There's some festivals. That, how far do you want to see this through?
0: Yeah, I, I think what the taping at SIR is going to be fun because it's a professional taping for TV that's kind of preserved mm-hmm. for, for all time. And, and, you know, performing all the songs at least once for taping is is really important to me. Uh, I would like to do a couple of festival festivals uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to perform maybe you know 40 45 minutes of of these originals. I think that would be a lot of fun. It just got to see what happens with with covid and, and 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 also uh um you know the availability of everybody to do those shows sure, but yeah. that would that would be a lot of fun.
3: Do you get to play out otherwise or, like do you are you doing the coffee house Uh, bar scene at all is this some or is that is this strictly just a uh, a hobby that that's uh, just on recorded format you know writing songs and recording them versus playing them out somewhere
0: you know when i when i did country and strictly country i played out quite a bit Uh, i'd say about 10 years ago i i committed myself to not only having um being more of a family guy Mm mm-hmm uh and spending, I, I really want to be there and watch, be there for my son as he as he as he grows up. And yeah. I don't think anything in the world that can replace that.
3: No.
0: no. So I've I've been very uh, focused on just recording and um and doing tapings for for TV. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, if that makes sense. You know, I sure. would I would I do some some performances absolutely, but it's not going to be. Getting in a bus with thirteen people and yeah. traveling around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, traveling around the country. That's not gonna happen.
3: Will you stay with bluegrass or do you do you think you'll go back to country?
0: Wow. I'm having such a good time with the bluegrass thing right now. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. You know, I was I was always apprehensive about doing, you know, jumping in all the way with bluegrass. I just didn't know how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always loved. I was always a big fan of bluegrass, mm-hmm. but didn't know if I was able to do it. And yeah. now I'm like, hmm. You know, <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, so uh, you might want to ask me that in a couple of years. Okay. Right now.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. as somebody who gets to hear a uh, my a fair share of bluegrass music, what you've created fits. Uh, in into the parameters that I see when I travel to these festivals and the conferences and the IBMA and, and uh, even AMA, the Americana Music Association, it's it it fits in there very nicely. I, I think the fans would uh, certainly receive it well. Uh, so I hope you get a chance to do that. Uh,
0: you know, I appreciate that because a lot of the songs I write are kind of Americana in in style, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm and uh it's not until you get into a room and start experimenting with uh you know some some bluegrass um stylings you know and 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 people who really understand bluegrass sure yeah bring the song to life yeah so i don't you know i don't i don't like set out and say you know what i'm going to write up a blue standard bluegrass song today (laughs) i've never done i think i just want I just want to write a song with a good story, and then uh, jump in the studio with with the rest of the guys, yeah. and and, you, and then that's where really the creativity starts is is in the studio.
3: Are you writing perpetually? Like, do you are you working on songs for the next project, whatever that may be? Do you have a, a process that you or, or a regimen that you follow when it comes to songwriting?
0: That's another great question. Uh, I've already written the the follow up record for the for bluegrass mm, i've already re- cool. written it okay so i'm real eager to get to nashville and and record it uh as far as process you know i you know i i i just love to write uh you know i'm a i'm probably the classic singer songwriter type of
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know musician performer artist uh i don't i just do my own stuff i, I you know i think writing is very therapeutic mm-hmm and i i can't say i i, I can't say enough about um uh, my uh, my respect for people who are genuine singer songwriters is is at a very high level. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's I'm my preference. You. When i when I watch someone perform, I want it to be from them and they're And, and, and I just don't think maybe and maybe you agree, maybe you don't. But I, I think. Um, that people just need to be original sure. you know and, yeah. and they'd be surprised on how great they can be right and really what's inside their heart and soul and let that that come out yeah rather than getting i, I you know i and, and i'm not being judgmental but you know playing covers your whole life i, I think you're you're limiting yourself you know if you if you don't uh uh, write and and perform your sure your
3: own. yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree with you i mean from an from someone who is uh, in a lot of audiences there's always this um kind of a we get excited when we hear somebody do their version of a cover song uh we were talking offline you know 70s or 80s uh, or either rock or southern rock or country song you, you throw it in somewhere it, it's um it's fun to hear people do that but otherwise generally yes I, I would say uh, an artist sharing their authenticity in their music um, and being able to experience them and and watch them enjoy sharing that is part of the fun of being an audience member
0: uh, I agree with you 100 percent you know I I, I I think it's I think it's special when someone writes a song and goes in front of an audience at a coffee house. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm enamored by that.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've got another one on the way at some point. I, I certainly enjoyed the songs on this one. And, um, uh, I, I'd love to see you get to play it out. Some, I, I really think an audience would, um, uh, appreciate it. I, I think an IBMA audience would appreciate it. So hopefully that's in the cards one day. And we certainly wish you, well, with wherever it takes you in the future.
0: Thanks, Greg. Can I get you out of your, your mountain home there to come over to Nashville and, and, and attend the, the uh, taping?
3: Yeah, I'd love to. That would be great. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I would love to get back to Nashville. I, I'm not terribly far. It's probably an eight or nine hour drive for us. Um, but uh, it's, it's not undoable. And I have been there plenty of times. And so I'd love an excuse to get back for sure.
0: Well, I would, I'd appreciate that, and I've I've enjoyed talking to you.
3: Yes, me too. And thank you for your time, and we wish you well with it for sure, and, and I hope that we can catch you at a festival or or taping or uh, somewhere uh, live in the not-too-distant future. Thanks, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.